go in, but don't matter if you're drinking your tea. Okay. I can edit it out. Well, welcome back. I've got my first special guest on the podcast, um, which is my mum, as you can see. Morning. Um, it was kind of second best because of lockdown uplinks. I couldn't get anyone else on. Thanks very much. You didn't <laughs> tell me that earlier. But um, yeah, so mum is the first special guest ever on the podcast, and she's here to talk about life with us. Okay. The wise old head. Thank you. <laughs> Less of the old, but wise is fine. Right then. Um, oh yeah, so a few people from Instagram sent in topics, so we'll talk about them, more questions, and just some that I came up with. Okay. Right. Yeah, no problem. Um, so I guess a good place to start be how was I growing up whether that like as a toddler my childhood teenager okay um you were quite you were quite an easy baby to look after you were always very happy and I think until about you got well until you got to about a year old and you started to move about then you became very different you developed um your own way of doing things your older brother never moved. I could leave him in one place, but you were very, um, you were a bit more outgoing. You liked to push the boundaries a little bit more. You'd climb more. You'd just be mischievous. A little bit more mischievous. Um, but yeah, you were always quite a confident child when you were younger. What, what was it that I did when I was a kid about putting a sandwich in the. Uh, years and years ago, you used to have video recorders where you used to put VHS films in you decided one day that you were going to put a sandwich into it and not a video and broke the actual recorder. So we had to buy a new one. We also had a living flame gas fire and you decided to pull all the coals off of that and put them all over the uh, rug in the middle of the lounge. So that ruined that as well. But yeah, you were a... Little you nuisance. Were, you were a little nuisance, <laughs> but you were a very easygoing child. Apart from you, you used to have the odd paddy. But yeah. there was... um. That was to be expected. But yeah, you were very confident right through primary school. If there was um, a school play going on, you were the one that was first to put your hand up the and play role. the lead role. Yeah, you like to uh, put yourself out there. Um, yeah, you were good fun. You were a very good child to have you and your brother. What do you mean on. I was good fun? Well, yeah, you're still good fun. <laughs> you take the mickey out of your mum a little bit too much, but then I suppose that's all part of it. But yeah, you were, up until you went to senior school, yeah, you were very outgoing and very confident in yourself. I'm not sure how that changed while you were there, because uh, being a parent, you don't always get told. It's probably a too confident when I was younger. Um, I don't <laughs> think you can ever be too confident. You weren't somebody that bragged about things. You just, yeah, you were willing to have a go at stuff. Nice. So. Yep. But that's what you were like as a youngster. Yeah, when I got to secondary school. Second teenager. You turned into a typical teenager like everybody does. I think once you get to senior school, you don't want you know, parents hanging around you, asking you too many questions, getting involved in your life. It was a case of, oh, good day at school, Alex. Yeah, it's all right. Mm. What have you done? Things. And that was it. So typical teenager. Now it's swaps and I'm asking you questions. You are asking right. me questions, yes. Mm. All right, and then, is that all you've got to say about my childhood? Any other good memories of me? Oh, lots of good memories, lots. Any you bad memories of me? 
There's a few of those as well, <laughs> but you might not want me to uh, broadcast those out in the public domain. Yeah, no, we'll... So, uh, yeah. We won't talk about them. No, we won't. No. Um, so this year, the last year, has been a weird one because of the lockdown yeah. and coronavirus. Um, how do you think as a family we've dealt with it? We, or in what ways have we tried to deal with it? Um, I think we've, we've tried to deal with it the best we could. A bit like everybody, really. It's been hard for most people. We've been quite lucky down where we live because we didn't have so many rules and regulations for a long time. Um, yes, we had your brother home from Worcester for four months, which was interesting. My poor <laughs> food bill with you two here. I could never keep the fridge full of food for only, well, it was about 24 hours. And that was it. Um, I think we've coped quite well. It, it was lovely in the summer months because we were able to sit outside in the fresh air. Yeah, it was nice. And do things. We've had to have time apart um, because I think living in each other's pockets can be quite difficult. Yeah. And you have to try and tolerate each other the best you can. We've we've spent quite a lot of time actually doing things that we hadn't done for a long time. Like we played Scrabble quite a lot in the summer, which is quite nice. Yeah, you You've battered it every year. I yeah, I lost between you and your brother. Yeah, I think I've probably won about one game. Um, You've taught me some card games that I didn't know existed. Yep. No, I'm not very good at those either, funnily enough. Um, but yeah, we've just, I think we've talked more. Um, we've tried to respect each other's privacy. We've talked a lot more. Yeah. I've not really been able to go to work, so I've yeah. been working from home. I think um, we just, all of us have stayed in as much as possible as well, because because of you being high risk as well and doing click and collect shopping and stuff like that yeah trying to think of work that's ways around it yeah that's been a little bit of a nightmare trying to sort out getting that done and things but yeah we've just we've adapted we've all gone out and done a bit of exercise every day for our own mental health you know even for me just to be able to go out and walk yeah, for an that's hour what I was that was my next sub question to this one about did it affect your mental health do you reckon it being in the lockdown and not being able to go to work and yeah yeah, I think it did. Um, you know, I, I have a good job. I love my job and I love the people that I work with and we work very closely as a team. What do you do for work? Can you tell, tell I, everyone? I can tell people, yes. I've been a nurse for many, many years. I've been qualified for about 25 years and I actually work uh, for the National Bowel Cancer Screening Programme as one of their specialist nurses. Um, clap for the NHS. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> At this time, Alex, it needs more than a clap, I'll yeah. tell you. Um, so yeah, I, I did miss work and I still miss work having to work at home because I can only do a certain amount of my normal job um, on a laptop. And you can hear the dog whining all day. Yeah, with a, with a dog about. You need a bit of peace and quiet. Obviously, what I my job is very confidential with patients and I have to be very careful with that. Um, but you've all adapted to allow me to do that as well yeah. at home to give me the space and privacy. Um, but it has been, it's been difficult. So just getting out for a bit of fresh air, just to walk. I've got back out on my bike yeah. as well, a bit of cycling. And I've started to uh, do a little bit of sea swimming, yeah. which isn't the, the easiest. The cold been, water therapy. Cold water therapy. I've been trying to get you in, but I don't understand why you won't come with me. But I did uh, enough swimming in summer and I have a cold shower every day. Well, okay, yeah. But I think, I to be honest, I think um, this last year has been difficult for everybody and everybody's mental health 
yeah. is suffering because nobody can do anything normal. I can't see my friends. Yeah, neither can I really. You know, because like, I'm being careful. Yeah, you have protected <coughs> me greatly, and I appreciate that. You know, and as soon as I can get back to work in a normal way, then yeah. the better for me and probably the better for you. The I'm vaccine comes out. Well, yeah, I'm having yeah. mine next week, so... Right. Mum's getting a chip for the government's tracker. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> I don't need a chip, Alex. They follow yeah. me on my phone, I think. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, that was lockdown, which is still going on now in Cornwall. Well... Not still going on. It's not the same original one. In England, it's still going on. It's going to go on for a long time because, unfortunately, there's many people that aren't adhering to the rules and regulations. That's the the important thing about it. It's not going to go away. Yeah, yeah. Um, We'll move on to the next one. Okay. Um, I don't know. Obviously, all these questions are anonymous. Not to me, but I'll keep them anonymous. I can't remember who sent a lot of them anyway. But... um, how did it make you feel when you found out I was suffering with my mental health? Um, that's a good question. <coughs> to be honest, I think you you hit it extremely well. Yeah. You carried on as your normal self. The only the only time it really came to a front was when you, your anxiety wouldn't allow you to get on the bus to school because of living in a little village, you had a, what, a three, three, four mile bus ride yeah. to get to school <coughs> every day. So up until that point, sorry, up sorry. until that point, I don't think I had any idea But then I didn't you really. struggling. You didn't talk about it. But then it. that was like the first bit of me struggling with it, really. I can't remember struggling with it yeah, before that. Yeah, and I think that was in your last couple of years at school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, you hit it. I felt, even now, I think, am I doing the right thing? Am I supporting yeah. you how I should? I don't have the answers. Mental health is, what, yeah. is a massive issue for people. That's what I said for the, it, as one of my notes there. It's hard for you to talk about to me because you don't understand it like if someone's not been through it they don't really have the they just have a lack of understanding about what it is and you can't really explain to someone what it is because they even if you explain to them and say what you Mm. feel when this happens they don't get it because they've never had it no but everybody's got their own issues with mental health and like you said how you feel i don't know that i just i try and ask you if you're all right do you want to talk but then there's the other side of me that's like I don't want to keep bringing it up. Yeah, that's what annoys me sometimes. If you ask me, like, yeah. one day if I'm alright, I'm like, yeah, then... Yeah, because... You don't do it so much now, but, like, no, last I d- year, I don't. probably last year, like, every day you'd be like, you alright, you sure? And, like, it would just annoy me more if you yeah. keep asking. I think as a parent, you just want to try and support your children the best you can, but you... There is no... There's no guidebook being a parent. You don't know if no. you're doing the right thing. You don't know if you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, sometimes you want to talk. Other times... You don't want to talk. Yeah. Um, it's. I don't. To be honest, I think I'd probably feel quite helpless because I don't know how to help you. Yeah, yeah. I. I wish I could take it all away from you. Yeah. So you can just be. The confident person that you are, because deep down underneath, you are a confident person, and you need to have a little bit more belief in yourself. Yeah. About things, but I don't. 
understand anxiety. But then I feel like if I felt bad now, I'd tell you anyway, because we spoke about it so much before. Like there's yeah. And I think you'd be able to tell if I was in a bad mood. I think so, yeah. To me, you're, you're much happier. I know you, um, for a long time, you tried to deal with it in your own way. You tried to have a bit of counselling, but maybe you didn't feel that was the right thing at the time. Yeah. You read an awful lot of books now, which is good. Yeah. You talk a lot more. You've been a little bit of a closed book yourself around it, to be honest. Yeah. I think you've probably tried to protect me from it and yeah, how I feel you like feel. Any child would do that in some ways. Because you don't want your parents to they like let you down or whatever. Does that make sense? No, no, that does make sense. I don't, yeah. don't think I've... Just because it's so hard to understand for any parent. Like, yeah. Unless in the future I was a parent and one of my children was going through the same thing. And because I've been through it, I'd be able to not give it well give advice, I guess. But I'd kind of more understand where they're coming from compared to what you understand with me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, if you've been there and done it yourself, yes, you have a better understanding of it. Yeah. You know, and I suppose within my job over many years, I've been able to support people through that. Yeah. And help them, but I suppose when it's your own. It's very close. Yeah, and a um, lot of your job's physical health, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is, yeah. There is a lot of mental health yeah. as well, and emotional and yeah. psychological support and things. Um, but it's just trying to encourage you to think that, you know, there are there is help out there. Yeah. Just because you don't really know what you want to do with life at the moment, you will find, you will find your own way, everybody will. It's, to me, I have lots of very good friends, and we talk. Men, men don't talk. Yeah, not, not like yeah. women do. Yeah. They're a little bit more of a closed book about things. Yeah, I think it's becoming better now, though. Well, oh, hopefully. Yeah. yeah, I think it is. And I speak to all my friends about it. Yeah, but I bet you didn't for a long time. No. No, no. so you can I think it's just because I got older, though, I'm more mature. Yeah, but then I suppose it's as everybody goes through puberty and they grow up, you've got an awful lot going on in your head, physically, mm. mentally, you know. And over the over the years, um, yeah. you know, yeah, me and your dad divorced many many years ago. You were quite young. I'm not sure if that had an impact. Yeah, I spoke about that in another one before, but I don't I don't think it did. Maybe subconsciously, but not that I yeah. can think of. But then also, you know, you lost both your grandparents on your dad's side quite close together. Yeah. At an age where you were, um, you know, changing yourself. Yeah. So that may have had some sort of impact on you. You know, Sam, your brother is quite a confident sort of person and he's found what he wants to do in his life. You're, yeah. You haven't yet. Well, then, I'd, I'd like to do this. But yeah. yeah. It's just trying to carry on doing it and a long way to get there to start making money of course money it is it. yeah but you've got to start somewhere and you yeah. slowly chip away at it. it's yeah. having that it's having that drive to yeah. do these things yeah. but yeah I think you're, you're doing well now yeah which is good obviously this will be a lot easier if we went in lockdown yeah <laughs> yeah lockdown has it's caused a lot of people to struggle yeah. but it's what will be normal again yeah. but then if we didn't have lockdown I wouldn't be doing this so yeah, so you have to look at that as a positive. Yeah. yeah. Um, right, should we move to the next one? Yeah. Right. Um, number three is, how have you adapted your own life 
to help me during periods of anxiety and or depression in a beneficial way. I don't know if you'll be able to think of any off the top of your head though. Um, I think I try and spend a little bit more time with you. Yeah. You know, when you were a teenager and you were out with your mates, it was good, great, go on, off you go, out you go. Yeah. If you want me to pick you up, I'll pick you up, not a problem. Um, but I think, yeah, it's just trying to be there for you, for you yeah. to know that I'm there if you want to talk, but I'm not going to be in your face about things. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's just trying to understand. I know quite often you're out in your room on your own yeah. a lot, but we all are. I might sit in and watch a, re yeah. watch a bit of telly or read a book. We're all on our own a fair bit at yeah. the moment, but it's just trying to get you to know that I'm there if you need anything yeah. you know well, I might not have that magic answer but yeah even I'm just for a hug to make you I've feel better I wrote a few down that you probably forgot about not forgot about but okay like driving me to college so I don't have to get the bus and you yeah because you had to go work at Trinisk and I'd I get to college at like stupid o'clock in the morning like half seven eight o'clock sometimes well that was unfortunate if you wanted a lift yeah that's the way it had to be um what else have I got supporting me and my decisions like not going back to uni and stuff like that and yeah uni's yeah. if uni's not the right place for you then it's not the right yeah. place for you it's not everybody's yeah thing. and also i'd put about if i needed a bit of time off work or i was having a bad week or whatever you wouldn't ever tell me oh, i'll go to work obviously i was self-employed anyway but you wouldn't be at me all the time so just go to work go to work you kind of understood that i wanted some space or needed yeah. a bit of time off work I did understand but then there's also that little part of you as a parent that you're a little bit like sometimes you've got to push yourself that little bit yeah. to get past yeah. you've, you've got to step outside your comfort box yeah. to make that box bigger. I don't think that was anything to do with a comfort box though because I've been going to that job for so long. It's just because I was having a yeah. bad week and didn't want to go to work. I didn't really feel like doing much. Sometimes you just need a break. I think yes. too many people work jobs that they don't enjoy doing and they're afraid to quit it or take a break or whatever yeah i think if you've if it's not the job for you yeah. then like, at the moment you don't have many responsibilities because you still live at home it's yeah. difficult for somebody that's yeah. got their own house and they've got their own bills to pay yeah um that you can't always just step away from a job yeah but you're never you're never too old to find your path in life. You know, yeah. I was 24 virtually yeah. before I went to train to be a nurse. Yeah. I did jobs before that. And there's always something out there yeah. for everybody. Some people have a great desire and know exactly what they want to do with their life. Yeah. But not everybody's like yeah. that. But there's lots of opportunities to do different yeah. things in life now. Well, like even, even though I'm not working now and I haven't had a job, well, because of like COVID obviously and the lockdown. But yeah. I think that the not when I haven't had a job, I felt way better than when I did have a job because I because I didn't like that job that much. Yeah, but so that's, I think be, that's because you know you're better than the job you were doing. Yeah, it was a little bit of a stopgap. The opportunity arose from one of your friends that they needed somebody. You went and did it. Yeah. You earned good money. You bought yourself some nice stuff. You know, you went out, had some fun, but... Ruined, or some, you appeared, ruined some nice stuff. Ruined some nice <laughs> stuff, yeah, maybe. But you knew that it wasn't for you. Yeah. And it it wasn't helping with your mental health. Yeah. 
knowing that you had to get up every day to go and do a job I didn't like. that you didn't want to do. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I suppose in some ways lockdown has helped with you to take that time out. Yeah. But you do have to start to think oh, a yeah. little bit about yeah. where you're going and what yeah. opportunities there are yeah. and try and put a little plan in place. Yeah. Well, I don't think anyone's... Not well, there's probably not many people who have felt better because of lockdown, whereas I have. Because of just not having to do my job. That's interesting that you've said yeah. that. Right. Just been taking time to do what I want. Like it's nice to have some time off sometimes to do yeah. what you want to do or find something new to do, which I found something to do now. Yeah. Yeah. This I'm, is I've a been a lot bit, more productive. This is a little bit foreign to me, understanding <laughs> all of this podcast Still foreign stuff. to me. Well, yeah, but I'm not of that generation, Alex. Yeah. Unfortunately, because mm. I'm old. <laughs> but we'll, we'll go on to the next one. Okay. But, um... So question four, this is an interesting one because I don't, well, I know people who are in this line of work, but I I don't know it like that well. Um, And I don't know many people. So one of them was the pressure of being in the armed forces and how this can affect someone's mental health. I put some notes about just because you're in the armed forces and it's quite a masculine environment, it's, well, in essence it is. But um, it's... Maybe people try and hide it because they don't want to seem weak if they're like going into some form of war or they've got to help other soldiers out. They don't want to seem weak talking about mental health and that they're struggling with something. I reckon they might, maybe they might hide it. I think it's a bit more open nowadays, or I would like to think it's more open. You know, armed forces were, thank God we have them. Do you know what I mean? And they do an amazing job. Yeah. But when you're in the armed forces, you're going to see things that other people will never mm. see. You're going to be in situations yeah. that are going to have That's an impact on your mental health. Even being stationed abroad, away from your family and your loved yeah. ones, it's all going to have an impact. Yeah, I put about PTSD, obviously, being the most common one for people when they if they, when they come out of the army or even if they're on leave for six months or whatever. Because yeah. obviously they see a lot of stuff and they can't get over that. But that's the same with other um, areas. You think of people that work in the fire service. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. You know, ambulances, police, police all yeah. of those people. Yeah. I think with the armed forces, to me, it's um, it's it's going to have a massive impact. Being away from family, yeah. being stationed away from family for a certain amount of time, and then if you do get posted front line, it's the impact that yeah. that has on you mentally. As probably well. just when you come out, you're probably just in a state of like almost paranoia like because you've been so used to this always on the edge that some people like you might get attacked mm-hmm. by opposing forces or whatever and then you come out and you're just walking around the street probably a bit paranoid not because you're so accustomed to being in that situation for however many years you do it yeah i think you eat sleep and breathe it don't yeah. you do you know what i mean and your days are very very i almost wanted to say regimented maybe not the right word to use but it's um mm you know exactly what you're going to be doing. And if you're living within that environment, you you know, your days are set. When you're out of it, it's a case of, right, what am I going to do today? Yeah. yeah. You know, coming out of there after many, many years, yeah. you've got to try and find a job yeah. within the everyday world, you know. But also, I put because of, even though the question, well, the question didn't specify whether it was about the actual soldier or not, and I kind of touched my notes about what you were saying about can it affect the partner of the person involved, their kids growing up, 
and then just like a lack of fulfillment when they leave the armed forces because they're such i think they must feel very lost if they've yeah. been there 20 30 yeah. years yeah. with that support from the forces but it must have a massive impact on families especially if they've if the family's moving around with the person yeah. within the but even if they're forces. not they've got young kids growing up who might yeah, see their they miss an awful lot see their mum or dad for mm. like a month of the year a couple months of the year yeah. at most it must be it must be awful they're very very dedicated people yeah yeah but yeah it must be weird growing up in a family like that but I suppose but some people just love that's what they've always wanted to do go in the army or like mm. one of my friends is his dad was in the marines and he's always wanted to go into the marines and he's in the marines now yeah like so it's sometimes it's just like ingrained in you you have to give up an awful lot yeah. i think but then i think you have to with any job you know with my job that i've done over many years i've there's been many christmases yeah. i've not been with you and your brother on christmas day i've worked yeah. days i've worked nights and New Year's, I always remember that I worked New Year's Eve night going into the millennium. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody else was out partying. Yeah. And I'm at work. And that's hard for anybody. Um, we all miss, I work full time. I did 12 and a half hour shifts. I missed an awful lot of you and your brother growing yeah. up. But unfortunately. Got to put food on the table. Exactly. And I had to pay yeah. the bills. <laughs> so that's what had to happen. Yeah. Um, but that's, I think that's all we can talk about the army thing, the armed forces. Because I don't know loads about it. I no, don't, I don't really know many people who've gone into armed forces like that or spoke about it to them. No, but I don't. I don't either. To be honest, covered it as well as we could. Um, number five. This is the final question. I'll talk about what people sent me. Is thoughts on bullying? I put that there's just a f fine line between banter and bullying. Like mm -hmm. you can, like it's easy to slip over to m more bullying or than banter or what like whatever i don't know how to explain it but it's a fine line between it whereas some and some per one person might see it as banter like yeah even if you're ripping one of your mates mm -hmm. they might see it as banter but then if you start ripping one of your other mates they might see it as not banter yeah so it's in some ways i think it is also like how you feel about it if that makes sense like if someone's ripping into you but then, yeah. I think if it's with your mates, you can all, you can. If you've got a really close knit relationship with your friends, you know, yeah. you know how far you can pussy push but each other. I also put about boys are absolutely brutal with each other, and when they rip each other compared to what girls are, like some of my, yeah. like a couple of my mates or who have got like girlfriends or whatever, they'll say, like their girlfriends are always saying, "How do you guys like rip each other that much?" And then you're friends again like two minutes afterwards. I think it's just because that's what I don't know. It's that's just, that's just that, what we do. You've got that relationship with him. With yeah, him but I think all I think all boys are like it compared to what girls are. Like, because yeah, you just give it as good as you get it. No bullying is is good bully, bullying, but to no. me, I wouldn't in some ways class that as no. I don't think bullying. That's You're no. taking the Mickey out of your yeah, mates, yeah, aren't no, you? No, I don't think that's bullying. But no. any bullying at school, no, there's no yeah. there's no place for bullying. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I I don't know if you were ever bullied at school no i was never bullied no was but i'm sure there's many many people that are yeah um i know if you talk to your stepdad he was bullied at school yeah and that's had a massive impact on his life yeah you know right through school yeah because i think it's when somebody is 
maybe a little bit different and doesn't quite fit in with the norm Norm. of what people expect but then what is different what is normal yeah yeah. you've got to i always try and think of i treat people the way i would want people to treat me yeah yeah but any sort of bullying is no it's not needed i'm sorry i feel like the people who are like renowned for being the idiots or the bullies or whatever once you get to like the age i am now and like we're all quite mature and like just just good we've got mates mature, good, we got, Alex. yeah <laughs> we just got good mates we got good friendship groups stuff like that we're liked by a lot of people whatever when the, the people who are always like the bullying ones or the just not very nice people you don't hear anything about them you never hear anyone talking any good stuff about them you don't know what they're doing with their life they kind of just fade off yeah, to me, I think um, anybody that's a bit of a bully at school, they've got their own issues. Yeah. Whether it's yeah. jealousy of that other person, so they think they can, if they Short pick syndrome. on them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know we laugh and joke about that, you yeah. know, but it's normally the person who's being the bully is the one with yeah. with the issues. And it's them trying to get one-upmanship on another person. Yeah. And the only way they know how to do it it's the big I am at school, isn't yeah. it? With their little group of followers. Yeah. But no, there's no no need yeah. for that. No one follows them now. No, and I'm sure as they get older, they realise yeah. what they were like when they were younger, but they didn't know how to deal with it. It yeah. was their own insecurity yeah. that probably led them to do what they did. Yeah. yeah. You know, and by somebody sitting down and talking to them, it may have been, you know, possibly issues going on at home not being supported not being heard yeah that they went to school and kicked off bullied somebody so they got that attention yeah from somebody it's but yeah any sort of bullying as a child or even as an adult even whether it's being bullied in the workplace yeah yeah no i'm sorry there's no need for it well that's it for the questions people sent in but i've got a couple more broke down and a little extra bit but um, what am I like now as a person compared to what I was like as a child or whatever? What are you like now? I'm just gonna check that the camera's still rolling. But carry on. Um, now I'm proud of the way you are. I'm proud of you and your brother the way you've grown up. I've never had any trouble from you at all. No. You weren't out misbehaving on street corners and causing problems around the village or in town never had the police knocking on the door telling me that you've been yeah. doing something you should have should have or shouldn't have well shouldn't have either really <laughs> to be honest um yeah you're you're dealing with things in your own way and i think you know there is help there there's help there for anybody i think we're um mental health is a very difficult situation that I think you've grown up with and just learnt to try and deal with. Yeah. Um, you've turned into a very nice young man. You're very polite. You're very respectful. You could do a little bit more at home at times, but then uh, couldn't we all? Waiting for that. You do your own washing. I'm quite impressed. Yeah. And you do all my own dishes, my own washing. Yeah, you do your own dishes. Mm. Um, you're kind, you're caring, you're considerate, Alex. I'm... I'm proud of the way you turned out i'd just like you to believe a little bit more in yourself must be because i take after dad well probably yeah <laughs> well yeah you just need to 
have a little bit more confidence in you and what you can achieve. Yeah. yeah. You know, and don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah, I know. You know, from me, from anybody in the family, your friends. Yeah. But you're you're lovely company. You've got a great sense of humour. When you and your brother get together, well, yeah. It's poor old mum that's bullied <laughs> by the pair of you two, isn't it? Yeah. Well, thanks. I'll you're take welcome. all of that, I suppose. You're welcome. Um, the next one is: What do you think of me doing all of this? It's probably quite alien to you. Oh my god! You probably never even watched or well, well, you, listened, you, watched. Podcasts. You know what I'm like trying to work my iPhone, Alex. Yeah. I'm a complete technophobe. I haven't got a clue about a lot of it. Yeah. Um, why not give it a go? Yeah. If it's something that you want to have a go at, yeah. I would imagine it's not an easy thing to get involved in. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's, from what you said to me, there's people that put out podcasts. I know. Know, I like Radio One, and I know on there that you can download their podcasts and things. And yeah. but I've never done it. No. I've watched all of everything you've put yeah. and done. But it's I wouldn't imagine it's an easy thing to get into. Yeah. But if you're determined, then yeah. Yeah. go for it. You're not going to lose anything. No. Obviously, it's something different. Like I said earlier, being in lockdown doesn't help. Like I can't get guests on who I've planned to get on and yeah, because like, that's obviously going to be a a lot better when I have more guests on. That's what I want to do eventually. Have like different guests on like everyone pretty much. Yeah, but it's you've got to try things in life to yeah. see whether it works or not. Yeah. You know, it's that don't everything. Oh, I wish I'd done that. Yeah, I wish exactly. I'd done this. Yeah. Or you've got to you've got to try and do yeah. it. And even if this takes ages to get good at or successful at or whatever, I'm still enjoying doing it more. Being yeah. at home doing this and I was at my old job, it's actually something I enjoy doing. Yeah, and you'll get more and more relaxed and more and more confident with it as yeah. time goes on. You know, it's not it's not normal for me to sit here no. and talk to you like this. I can't no. remember the last time we sat and really talked talked like this. Talked you on know, a podcast. Well talk to a yeah, well exactly. <laughs> you know, I could turn around and say to you, How do you think you're dealing with your own mental health? Fine. At the minute. I think I'm doing fine. Just so do you think you be do you think you'd be able to do a lot of the things that you couldn't do? Mm, don't know. It's been I don't know because it's been a weird year. We haven't been able to yeah. go out and do anything anyway. But just in my general mood, I'm definitely a lot better. Oh, I think I'm, you are. Yeah, yeah. Just doing stuff I want to do, even if it's like stretching every day or doing a workout or just yeah. anything, reading a book, because sitting around watching Netflix. Yeah, but as I said earlier you know you for a long time you didn't want to um take any sort of medication for your mental yeah. health yeah. and then you got to a point how do you feel about about that i don't i don't care i don't think there should be a stigma around it or anything like no. if they had like a medication that could magically get rid of eczema people would take it yeah mm-hmm. so i don't think i think yeah. there's a stigma around it if people take like medication or even if people see a therapist or whatever that people automatically assume that you're just like a nutter. I think many years ago, yeah, yeah. there was a stigma. Yeah. yeah. You know, and... Well, like, know. The, just the word psychologist, people think, oh, psychologist, mm-hmm. psycho, they must be, like, a bit of a fruit loop. Yeah. Well, years ago, it was just a case of, we just got to get on with it. Yeah. You? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. People didn't understand it. There's a better yeah. understanding of it now. 
But yeah, I think once um, lockdown is over, it will be interesting for everybody's mental yeah. health and everybody's everyday life yeah. as to how they go back to normal or whatever normal will be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but by doing what you're doing and talking about your own mental health to people, it took you a long time to do that, to yeah. even open up. Now the whole world knows. But yeah, but there's no shame <laughs> yeah, in that. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. If people don't know somebody's got a problem, they're not going to treat you any different. Yeah, exactly. And it'll They'll just carry help other on people as normal. talk about it. That's the goal really is to get other people to talk about it. Because if I didn't talk about it ever, I would have been a lot worse than I am now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, it's, it's good. It's good what you're doing. Yeah. You know, and even just having family know how you've struggled yeah. with things over the years. Because to, to us in everyday life, you're the normal happy-go-lucky Alex. You yeah. wouldn't know there was anything wrong with it. Yeah. Well, that's what, even when I tell friends about it, or tell people about it, they always say, like, oh, I never would have guessed that. No, well, I don't think you can guess with anyone, really. No, you can't. I don't think you can. No, no I don't think you can. That's why you've always got to check on your mates. Yeah, you do. Just yeah. just by uh, just saying, you all right? Yeah. Everything okay? It opens that doorway that if you've got a friend or even somebody in the family that has a problem and they want to talk, Yeah. you've opened up that dialogue with them, Yeah. potentially. Yeah. They might not disclose everything to you, but it's a start. Yeah. yeah. You know, I always think to myself that I don't have problems with my mental health, but of course everybody does. Yeah. Much because you're like the older generation. Like you never used to talk about much Maybe. when you're younger, so you just like automatically assume or become accustomed to not thinking of mental health issues. Maybe, but then... I don't know, is it because of the job I do? Is yeah, it because of the yeah. way I am? Yeah. Is it because I'm a positive person? Yeah. I just... Yeah. You know, as I say, you get one shot at life. Yeah. You know? That's why you should quit your bad job if you want to. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah but don't sponge off your mum. I don't sponge off my mum. I know you don't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Luckily, I had a good amount of savings. No. And I haven't been able to go out and buy anything or do anything anyway. Well, exactly, so yeah. You're not, not, spending not get into internet shopping too much then. Mm. I've noticed there are a few parcels that have ar yeah. arrived, but not so much recently. That was Christmas presents, that's what that was. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's good to talk. If you want to yeah. talk and do this again about other things, Yeah. I'll help you out where yeah. I can, you know that. Yeah. Well, we'll finish with the questions there, other than a new part to the show that I'm going to ask people when I've got guests on. Oh. Yeah. Um, if you could hang out with any three people for a day, this could be like dead or alive, it could be famous, not famous, someone from your family, who would it be and why? But if you can't think of three, just think of one, or if you can't think of one, why. One at the moment, people might think I'm a bit weird, is you bought me Chris Froome's book for yeah. Christmas. Yeah. If anyone doesn't know who Chris Froome is, he's a like Tour de France cyclist. And he's won winner. it four times, yeah. won it four times. That book was really inspiring, amazing. Yeah. I loved it from the start right to the finish of how he struggled to achieve what he did because yeah. of where he lived and losses in his life yeah. and things. And it was it was just a really good yeah. a really good read. Yeah, if yeah. I was 35, 40 years younger, I'd love to do a lot more cycling to get to that sort of level. Yeah. Yeah. So he's one. Why do you know that? Well, I'm trying to get, get out of my bike <laughs> tomorrow, Alex. It'll be cheeky. Come out with me. Tour de Cornwall. 
Tour de Cornwall. Mm. Yeah. Well, you live in Cornwall, you're going to get used to climbing hills. Yeah. But yeah, that's one person. I'd have to think about a couple of other people. You've got to have someone with like, you have good stories, I reckon, is one of them. Like, yeah. Pff, trying to think of a good example. Like, someone who's famous who'd have a lot of good stories. Like, Maradona or someone if he was alive still. I bet he's got some cracking stories, though. I bet he led a life. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's people that inspire you. Yeah. Are the people to, to talk to. Yeah. You know, and, and learn from. But yeah. He's just the one person at the moment that I can yeah. think of through reading reading that book. I'd be one of them. Spend the day with me. Yeah. Of course, Alex. Yeah. Always. That's what the answer should have been. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, and... Sure, is, is there not like a... When you were growing up, was there like a musician you really liked or a music artist or someone like that that you just like, like spend the day with? No... No, not really. I like all sorts of music, you know, and, you know, not everybody's cup of tea, but I play yeah. in a brass band. I'd love to be able to get back banding yeah. and playing or going to concerts yeah. and family, family and friends are yeah. important to me. Yeah. Just having the normality of being able to go out with friends and having a meal yeah. or meeting somewhere to have a drink or and family. Yeah. Well... That's it, we have it then. That's mum's three people, Chris, Froome, family and friends. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I said, not everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, the people that you can, you know, try and rely on are family and friends. Yeah. You know, they're always going to be there for you. Yeah. And that's what's important. Yeah. So there you go, Alex, I'm always here for you. I'd probably go to Crouch's house so his mum could make those lamb wraps. I've got to do that for you. Yeah. yeah. I'll do that. But it's nice to talk Crouch about. will like that, me talking about him. Oh, he will, <laughs> won't he? Yeah. Right, Charlie? <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that's where we'll wrap it up. Okay. Thanks to everyone for tuning in or watching or whatever. Thanks, Mum, for coming You're on. You're welcome, darling. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, And we had a bit of lack of activity over the Christmas and New Year period, but was understandable because it was Christmas and New Year and then I was self-isolating my room for a few days because thanks Crouch yeah thanks Crouch <laughs> but um yeah so but then I got the all clear from the old coronavirus so I planned this with mum and then yeah so bringing out more stuff again well more regular stuff again but yeah thanks for tuning in if you're watching on YouTube subscribe like share Tell a friend, tell a friend, download it on Spotify or whatever. And I'm sure mum will share it to the older generation too. Cheeky. Yeah, of course I will. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Stay safe. Goodbye.